If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and buckle up fans, and possibly grab some tissues, because today we're chatting all about the Harry Potter fandom documentary, The Boy Who Lived. And when I say we, I mean me and our lovely correspondent, Miss China. Welcome back, friend. Hi, how are you? I am good. I am good. And a little... A little, a little emotional. Yeah, a little <laughs> cool. heartbroken after yeah. this documentary yeah, yeah. that you so awesomely pointed out. For those of you who don't know, The Boy Who Lived is actually a documentary produced by Daniel Radcliffe along with David Holmes, his stunt double on the Harry Potter movies. And the documentary is focused around David's accident that happened on set. And it also highlights their friendship. Beautiful documentary. And it no, absolutely it humbles you real quick. I remember what a couple of weeks ago we went and saw the Marvels and you're like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, I am mentally and physically drained from grocery shopping at Walmart for an hour. And right. I just need to <laughs> stare at a screen for two hours to like get my bearings back. And now I am more motivated to go walk, go run, go hit a volleyball, go do laps in a gym somewhere. <laughs> And I never want to complain about any physical ailment ever again after you watch this documentary. You're not wrong. It makes you just want to realize, like, one, how short life is and how precious it is. And two, it's inspiring in a way that makes you want to get up off your couch. Absolutely. And like, Uh, in whatever way that is for you, right? right. Don't be don't sit in your home and do nothing like go out and do what you love, because that's what he was doing. And even when he got injured, he was still like, yeah, that's cool, but I loved it. <laughs> I'm like, right. Okay. His passion for being a stuntman was so strong throughout this whole film. What did you think you signed up for when you initially saw the trailer? So I don't know about you, but I think this is why I sent it to you is that like, I did not know this happened okay. at all. I had no idea. I just, you know, I guess we were young. We, didn't really, we knew the story that was in the movies, not the story behind the scenes. So when the trailer had come out, I was very confused and I was like, wait, how did we did we just miss this whole portion of the of the franchise i knew obviously from the trailer like an accident happened on the onset so i was like mentally preparing myself for that because i already can't handle when people like get hurt like that when the when I was getting up to the moment when it happened i was just like 
okay, like, let me <laughs> brace myself. But I did not know what to get into. I was like, okay, well, how injured is he? What's the situation? All this stuff. But they did it in a way that brought out so much of the love for not only all that being a set double and about Harry Potter. And it brought you back to the world that you were, you know, living in when you were a kid. I don't know if I expected anything going or I had no idea that it it had happened, but I just knew there was an accident. What about you? I vaguely remember reading an article about an accident, but I had no idea the severity of it. And it was very hush hush. It's kind of like any death at Disney. It's immediately covered up and people are still going to go to Disneyland regardless. We're going to love these movies regardless. As someone who's fairly dedicated to this fandom in general, it completely slipped my mind. And I don't know, it made me wonder why wasn't this story told sooner as far as mentally prepping myself for what I thought I was signing up for. I didn't grab enough tissues. I did get a little teary-eyed. What I wasn't expecting was the camaraderie and the friendship and how selfless everyone was in terms of just this incredibly strong brotherhood that I was not expecting amongst stuntmen, amongst this set of, of men. But this whole documentary came out of left field. And while I traditionally consider Harry Potter a Christmas movie in my mind, uh, I was like, oh, tis the season. Harry Potter sounds great. And when happy I saw Christmas. The- yeah, happy Christmas. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this could go south real fast as far as the emotions right. go. It was a beautiful documentary. And kudos to David Holmes and Daniel Radcliffe for putting on a, a beautiful production. Too, like, I love that Daniel Radcliffe was like, no, that's that's my friend, not just right. my stunt double. Like, we're we're making a movie about him. Yes. Like, this is it. I'm just like, oh, the love that's there for, you know, like you see the, I think they talk about in the movie where he talks about the narrative of like the three main characters all being friends or like, you know, like the, all that stuff. And like with the reunion and everything, you can totally see that. But like the connections that were made on set that were not the, you know, primary cast, the stunt doubles, the crew, the whatever, like all that stuff is an amazing story to tell as well they were part of those 10 years of the movies and it's very amazing to honor him and the the crew in this way well i'm ready for some tea are you ready for some tea oh absolutely let's do it all right well this is the part of the show where we spill the tea this means spoilers so if you have not watched the documentary the boy who lived we are about to spoil it for you all right china describe this documentary in three words Ooh. okay so i'm gonna go with nostalgic because like we said bts was amazing heartbreaking because it was a hard thing to watch someone's entire world and passion get hurt like that and inspiring because he didn't let that be his entire identity nostalgic heartbreaking but inspiring i'm right there with you i said motivating heartbreaking and raw you'll see him do like a, a tour through the hospital where he spent six months and He was in the hospital at a time where two other individuals were also facing this, you know, severe accidents as well. Like he was in a room with someone who was stabbed from behind and the other one was a victim of a hate crime. Him being with the, with the two people who were also recovering, he was like, well, I have no room to complain. They got attacked. It's a whole different situation. I performed a death divine stunt and it went wrong. These two were physically harmed just for existing. Which, again, humbles you real quick. Right. Facts. Oh, man. Yeah, they just did a great job of showing the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout this whole film. What caught you off guard? 
So I don't really know about the world of stuntmen, stunt doubles and like all that. And it was really cool to see all of that stuff, watching them make all the scenes. Like it's like, oh, he came in and he did all the stunts to figure out how it'd be safe for Daniel Radcliffe to do. And I'm like, so like you have all this footage of him as Harry Potter, like just release a just release the movie. You know what I mean? Like just do <laughs> yeah. it. Like it could be like a green screen movie. It could be a whole thing. Like he could have been Harry Potter. At least the whole movie. I want to go back and watch the movie and be like, okay, so like who did what? You know, like that's, that's kind of where I'm at. What about you? What was like the oh my god moment? Well, if there was one. No, there was one. And I don't know if I would have reacted this way, but at no point did he put blame or there were no accusations of neglect on the studios. He just said it was an accident that went south when his mom was like, so are you just going to let it lie here? And he didn't want to ruin anybody else's life. He's like, my life's ruined. I don't, I signed up for the sun. Nobody else did. I knew the risks, you know, when you become a stuntman. And I'm sure there's there's some paperwork he signed prior that he's always right. signed to when it comes to being part of these films and doing these stunts. At the same time, he knew the risk and he didn't he wasn't salty towards the studios at all. He said, no. I loved my job. I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I don't know, just to not see that bitterness, that anger. And he didn't sell a story to the papers. He or no. sell it to a tabloid. You know, it took Daniel Radcliffe to convince him to tell his side of the story. And as an end result, Lewiston Studios, aka Warner Brothers, took care of him. He is set for life. I mean, the royalties that come from Harry Potter, he is a part of. The thing I'm most impressed with was his mindset. And that's part of it. He just was like, I lost my job. What's someone else getting sacked going to do? You know what I mean? Like, there's just yeah. no way. And he was like, he was like, okay, like it happened. This is my reality now. Okay, let's move on. Like, let's, what do we have to do? What's the next thing? What's whatever? And I think that's very telling of him as a person, but it's like, I'm so impressed with that mindset because it was, it would be so easy, right? It would be so easy to be mad. It'd be so easy to pursue legal action. It'd be so easy to be bitter. And I'm sure, you know, there's probably bad days, obviously, where you like wish that you could go back and do your, your real life or whatever, but it's just so, it's so impressive to have been so young and to have been so wise in that way. He was also really focused. I would say that you would need that kind of focus in that field because you're like Mm -hmm. one wrong move. It could end so fast. And I think he's like, I still have my life. I'm not dead. He still looks at at his life very much as half full. Speaking of impressed. I mean, I was impressed with everything. This again, the mindset, but the multiple surgeries that you have to hype yourself up for. He went in for one surgery, left seven weeks later with four other additional surgeries the collection of Instagram videos where he's like, okay, well, this is what we're doing today. We're going in, like, say a prayer for me. And then he's like, okay, like, we're good. Okay. There's a bump in the road. Okay. We're good. Okay. Another bump in the road. Like it could be that easy to have lost your spirit, but every single video or even more a beat, like the, the tone is so inspiring and so impressive. What single moment caught you in your feels? It was the lead up to the accident because between basically everyone involved, right? Like Mark, his friend, who was the other stunt double, like the guy who was in charge of everything, um, the guy who was in charge of it, like their their interviews are like going, you know, back and forth, like explaining what was happening that day. And like each each moment leading up to the accident, you can see the guilt on their face and it's not because like you know anyone's at fault or whoever like there's no obviously no blame but put on anyone just like the guilt on both their faces and the regret on both their faces like for the his friend like 
he was the one doing the stunt and he was supposed to be him like practicing. And then David stepped in to do, he's like, Oh no, it's my, it's actually my stunt. Like, you know, I'll, I'll harness up or whatever. And he's like, well, I already have a harness on. It's like, and then he gets injured. The look of like regret and guilt on his friend's face where he couldn't even like, he couldn't even make his way through the story because he was, he's going to start crying. And then the guy who was like, you know, the, the main person in charge, you could tell when he was explaining how much weight was on there and how he did the weight. It's like, you know, this man has relived this moment in his mind every day for years trying to figure out what went wrong and was he at fault and like, could he have done it differently and like woken up every day and wishes that he did do it differently. Like the way they they both seem so haunted by it. I was like, this is heartbreaking. And it was like leading into this accident, which very thankfully they blacked out the screen. I can't help but think though, if it wasn't David, it would have been somebody else. Had David never been recruited, had Mark never been recruited, it would have been somebody else. This accident was going to happen regardless of who was in that pulley. Right. I think that's the thing about when stuff like this happens, especially looking back at even like things we did as as children that are so not okay now. (laughs) (laughs) Like we just didn't know better. And now like, because bad things have happened, they create laws and more you know protocols that are needed to happen it's like protocols like that only happen when something goes terribly wrong right and it's sad that like it would take something like that but like I tell people all the time I'm like there's a reason why you know McDonald's has like caution hot on their cup it's because someone burned themselves I'm sure because this happened to him there are way more laws and restrictions and precautions that are taken for stuntmen or stunt doubles in general that have made the that world better for these people. I think my favorite line from the documentary, he said, hope for me to be happy the way I am, not the way you want me to be. Because he had already accepted that this is this is my reality. This is going to happen. And I don't want you thinking, you know, oh, I hope you're going to get better and your, your function, your legs are going to come back. He's like, no, hope that I'm happy. That's it. That's all I need from you all. And that's it. There was a line that he said with, how much he loved his job. He said, I was in love with my job. It was the biggest love of my life. And if my legs were to come back tomorrow, I would go back to work. That's how good this job was for me. That's wild. Like, please let me be passionate enough about anything in my life. You know what I mean? For that to be my thought process is like, I'm currently injured. I've had like a bunch of surgeries over this, but you know what? Like I'll go back. Like I I would do it. I would (laughs) do it. Like, damn the love, like the love there is so real. What was your favorite moment? throughout the whole film. I was like, my favorite moment was like how they met, right? Because it wasn't like, oh, like Daniel Radcliffe, like here's your stunt level. It was like, someone teach him how to hit a, hit a ball, like the clips of him trying to hit this ball. And the most, I mean, he was super young, right? He was like 10 right. or 11. He admits like Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe himself admits he's like the most uncoordinated child. But like the <laughs> BTS of him just trying to hit this bl- mm-hmm. <laughs> the bludger, right? And trying to hit the ball, like, and they're just like, okay, like he sucks at this. Can we get somebody else to like help him? And he's like, yeah, I just kind of became his PE teacher. Like that, that <laughs> right. sentence alone, I was just like, I'm done. Like, that's hilarious that it wasn't like, hey, here's your stunt double. It's like, can, can you just make him like seem a little more athletic or like, you know, be his <laughs> PE teacher? That The way that that created their, their friendship where it was like, oh, a couple times a week, come hang out with David and he'll like show you how to do things. And they like just be friends that way. And it's like an older brother feel. That was amazing. But I, I love the moment where they're just like, God, he really can't hit a ball. Can he? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can we, can we get some help here? (laughs) Right. What was yours? I would have to say 
when they're walking through the studios, like leaves in studios where the props are and they find the sorting hat and yeah. he's like, dude, grab it right now. And put it on me, put it on me. Yeah, put it on me, bro. Put it on me right now. And Daniel like hovers it over his head and he's like, I could really use some legs right now. Don't don't worry about the house. Just just give me some legs. And he joke like makes the best joke about it all. And he's like, Yeah, let's take it home. And, yeah. and I was just like, Oh, this is this is a core memory for both of them at the very least. Right. But like also one, if I was there and saw the sorting hat, I would have done the exact same thing. Like, yo, put it on me, put it on me. hundred percent, hundred percent, put it on me. <laughs> and, and two, like, how badly do you want to walk into that warehouse? I've been to Leaves and Studios. So where oh, they, really? okay. you know, where they filmed all of the Harry Potters, the prop warehouse was off limits. It was, Damn. I know. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was here. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I missed I have- out. And now it is time for the spotlight of the week. The holiday season is approaching fast. And if you're looking to save some money on gifts for your loved ones, Timu is your one-stop shop. Once you download the Timu app with the link in our show notes, you'll get a $100 coupon bundle plus 50% off your purchase. Discount is only available to new app users. Don't miss out on these deals this holiday season. And be we sure to grab that link in our show notes. are not affiliated with the following. Daniel Radcliffe, David Holmes, anyone who made this production. We're just fans. Really big fans. Fans of fans. In the history of fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.